0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics podcast and today we're going to talk about again uh, about the how to write copy that sells from, I don't actually know but I can't really scroll up because I then do not know where I left. So, and we will go ahead with 21 winning bullet point templates. The first one is the the wrong bullet. The second one is the themed sequence bullet. The third one, the two step bullet. The fourth one, the giveaway bullet. Uh, The fifth one, reverse hook bullet. The sixth one, the naked benefit bullet. The seventh one, transactional bullet. The if-then bullet, the truth about bullet, the single most bullet, the how-to bullet, the number bullet, the sneaky bullet, the better better than bullet, the simple fact bullet, the what bullet, the what never bullet, the do you bullet, the reason why bullet, the secrets of bullet, and the probing question bullet. And everything will now be explained, which is so good of this article, because it really explains everything that's written down, you know, I've just also, experience that you read a summary, I think actually on this website as well, but um, you know, you do not get anything because you do not have the right words, or for me, you don't have the right English skills. But uh, the wrong bullet is simply a case where you can contradict a common assumption. An example of the wrong bullet eating lots of salt in your diet is bad for your blood pressure, right? wrong. We will explain why when you order your special report. With the themed sequence bullet you are going to spell out for instance the seven deadly diet sins or the three humiliating secrets men don't want women to know. Which is always themed yeah. A two-step bullet offers a parenthetical Elaboration of the main benefit statement. Example, what do you never do with your business card and why? If you get this wrong, people will walk away and you will never hear from them again. Which is uh, written down in brackets and I think shouldn't be actually written down, I think. Even though it's in quotation marks, Uh, but never mind. So I'll read it again. Uh, What to never do with your business card and why? Uh, this wife phrase is, as I said in the last episode, really common on YouTube and nowadays in general in social media because I think it works or it seems to work um, because nobody would then use this. Then every now and then in your bullets you should give something away. If you can give people a tip or trick that's stunningly good, that's st- stunningly good, they are more likely to, to think if that's what they are giving away in their sales promotion, what are they hiding behind the scenes? If the free stuff is this good, what kind of information do I get when I pay for it or when I pay it? Um, that's actually pretty, pretty, pretty true and logic, some kind of and. It reminds me on Gary V because he is all the time, really, all the time, uh, talking about giving more than you're taking, and in terms of marketing, if you if you just give more than you take, it's always good because people know that you know something, and people just then, uh, you know come up to you and they trust you and they come to you because you have a lot of free giveaways of information or even things, actual free giveaways. And so on. Sorry. Uh, Every now and then, oh, I've read that already. If you can give people a tip or trick, that's what I've read already. Uh, The reverse hook bullet is a bullet that represents, or sorry, presents first, an interesting fact and then presents an unexpected benefit that arises from that interesting fact. The example for this would be, 37.1% of the keywords in your Google AdWords account are not getting enough traffic, you give you reliable test data. Now this is the parenthetical statement, here's a simple trick you can use to eliminate these keywords from from your ad campaigns campaigns forever and save yourself lots of money. So 30% point one, 37.1% of the keywords in your Google AdWords account are not getting enough traffic to give your reliable test data. Now, this is the parenthetical statement. Here's a simple trick you can use to eliminate these keywords from your ad campaigns forever and save yourself lots of of money, which then also so this this now this is the parenthetical statement is not actually written down, um, but the rest is. So to make it clear for the podcast listeners, and I've already forgotten to mention, I'm your host Christopher, and I'm a 17-year-old graphic design student from Austria. And if there is anything you want to tell me, all the social media links are down in the description. Either if you are on YouTube, they should be in the description. Uh, except I've forgotten them. And if you're watching today or listening, sorry, listening to the podcast, uh, all the information should also be in the podcast description. But we will move on. The naked benefit bullet makes a direct benefit claim, but it has got to be supported by some additional fact or what I call intrigues that deepen your reader's interest. Example, how to effort, effortlessly generate dramatically different ideas and know instantly if they are worth pursuing. And there you can see this end and know instantly if they are worth pursuing is what they meant by, um, but it has to go, but it has got to be supported by some additional facts at my point of view. The transactional pull is simply a proposition that says, Give me X and I'll give you Y. Example, give me one hour and I'll teach you how to write effective headlines. But the thing is, I don't really get why this works. And I hope that some of these things just get a little bit explained why they work, because this is also pretty interesting. You know, you can just use it and be like, you know, you know that it works and so on. But I think it's it's always interesting how things work. Another example, whenever you're using a transactional bullet, it's often best you can use it in a case where what you're asking from your reader seems of small consequence in contrast to the benefit you're offering to them. Which is like, you give me one hour, which seems not to be, not to be, you know, that big, even though if, if one hour is just, you know, a lot. And there is a funny fact, or a funny story I have to tell you, It's not actually funny, it really pissed me off. Um, Some some weeks ago, uh, when I was ill actually, or was I? I don't remember. But anyways, uh, I was searching for ways to to make money online as as so often in my life. Um, Then I came across some guy, I don't remember his name and I will not say his name. Anyways, uh, I saw a webinar of him explaining uh, something in terms of maybe uh, it's either social media marketing agency, so this SMMA uh, thing that's now really firing up on YouTube and any social media, but especially on YouTube, or it was affiliate, ma- affiliate Marketing, which is also you know something that everybody praises but isn't as it is, as all the people are saying. But... Uh, I was, I was going through his webinar and I was watching him for, I think it was 35 35 minutes. So, just a pretty long time. And at the end, I pretty much didn't get anything. It was just another sales, sales webinar. So, at the end, he just said, you know, and then you can buy my thing and so on and so on. But uh, the fucked up part about this is that... Um, there was so much tension in this webinar. So I was just really curious what will happen the next few moments. And I was really into, you know, seeing what happens now and then and so on. Until the point where he said that to get further you have to pay him. Which I think wasn't really made good. Because even though there was quite a lot of curiosity made up. Uh, I got fucked up at the end. And I just was like you know I thought there would be even some kind of free information in there but there was quite nothing it was just only you know firing you up and then at the end you should buy something without actually giving you anything some kind of but enough talking this was so you know it's always a little bit mm, and they always say yeah this webinar is only now or in 15 hours or something and uh, but real fact in real fact it's just all the time it's just you know a video uploaded once and then they say it is live and so on but it isn't and you know do not get caught up by something like this 45 minutes spent for totally nothing in your life is just you know pretty wasted but let's see uh Whenever you're using a transactional bullet, it's often best if you can use it in case where you ask your readers and I've already read it. With the if-then bullet, you're giving the prospect something easy for him or her to do or comply comply with and you're associating it to a more valuable benefit. An example would be, if you can spare 10 minutes a day, you can lose 5 pounds a month. Find an issue where the controversy is well-known in your market. Example: The truth about carbohydrates and chances are it's not what you think it is. So, here again. Uh, So use the single most type of bullet when you have a superior benefit that you can prove. An example would be the single fastest, easiest and best way of lowering your blood pressure documented and approved by the American Medical Association. Which is, you know, totally proof by a, uh, you know, trustworthy source. Uh, you want a bullet that uses specific- specificity to d- dimensionalize the benefit you're claiming. Anytime you use the how-to bullet, make sure you're using a few more specif- specifies and make it more real, more tangible. To the reader. Use the number bullet when you have a specific number of techniques or multiple ways of doing a certain thing, multiple reasons why or multiple reasons why not. You want to use the sneaky bullet which then is a, a mistake here. The sneaky bullet when you can imply some kind of element of conspiracy. Example would be the sneaky methods drug companies use to keep you hooked on their products This is the most effective when you can confirm a suspicious yes a suspicion uh, that your reader already has You want to find something good that you can make better When you can't use a blind bullet use simply facts but make them interesting An example would be healthy people are dying of sudden cardiac arrest Quote, the study then follow up with a comma and say something to this effect. There are steps you can take to prevent this from happening. The what bullet simply answers the question what. An example would be what inoculations you need to travel abroad. The what never bullet is the negative form of the what bullet. Example, what never to eat on an airplane unless you want to die, which is in brackets and which is a really, really, really catchy headline, I think, and you will probably see this on YouTube as well. Use the do you bullet when you believe your readers are doing something that is a mistake, something that your product, service, or information will help them avoid. Example would be, do you make these mistakes when filling out your business tax returns I'm just thinking about if I could use this for this, the, for this video. Yeah. And it it could work, but the thing always is, um, your video title should some sort of be correlated to, to the tags you use in your video. And, um, I normally go to, to YouTube or not to YouTube, but to Google and type in, uh, YouTube keyword generator, and then I'll. I'll, 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 I'll see what tags what come up and I'll just use them. And often, you know, they can be good. It's also in terms of what title you use because they generate them out of the title you're having. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the reason why Bullet I've made... The reason why Bullet is a simple version of... of reason why copy. It's just explaining the reason why they should buy a product or service. Example, the reason why you should always use the lowest octane fuel available at the gas pump, not the highest. If you have an unusual solution, device, tactic or method, then you can use this bullet to build curiosity. Ask a, ask a question you are reasonably certain you know the answer to. An example would be, do you know the seven kinds of deductions The IRS looks for to flag your return for an audit. The triad of selling, the offer, the close, and the risk reversal segment. I'm sorry, I just read that a little bit too fast. The triad or triad is TRA, sorry, TRIAD of selling uh, is the offer, the close, and the risk reversal segment. And then there are... It's a pretty long article. It's a pretty long article. To be honest. Uh, but let's see. But let's see, but let's see, but let's see. So, 21 steps to writing in... rest In... Ir- irres- <laughs> Irrestible offers... Rock solid risk reversal, copy, and powerful closes. Make your offer stand alone. Apply the pastor framework to your offer. Um, yeah, I have. I have to. I have to read all these things. These are twenty one points, which is kind of obvious, isn't it? But uh, I have to do it because I think these are important. Even though I do not really want to, but. Uh, the third one is enclose your order area copy in a differentiating text box. Use the prospect's positive voice in the offer. Use aspirational language. Use credit card logos and secure site symbols, which is total shit at my point of view because all fucking sites use just some kind of secure site symbols, which are most of the time really, you know, pixeled up. And you can see every single pixel and are just so shit. And if you do this, just use them correctly and with a great site. If your site looks terrible and is, isn't really aesthetic and nothing, just forget about it. So, enough raging. Use both an order button and a text link such as click to order. Do not sleepwalk through the guarantee. Put your risk reversal inside a certificate. Keep selling, especially in the risk reversal section. Use 100% money back language, but do not rely on that to convey the message of your guarantee. Add video to a risk reversal section. Use your signature in the risk reversal section. Use a handwritten guarantee. The close is you asking for the order. Use all the tools that are available to you at the close. Tell your reader uh, what to do to close the deal. You want to reassure and praise your readers, explain what's going to happen, maintain the look and feel of your website and test your order form. Which is I think at the end, very, very important to test, to always test what you make. If it's maybe appealing to you, if it's not really appealing to you, you know, it's, you can say, you know, it's not for me, I'm not the, the, the person who should get this. But if it's not working usability wise and you know the website is loading too long or all these certain technical things, uh, you can really prove them or test them or see if they are just working correctly. But construct your offer so it's like a miniature sales letter. I just have to look how long the episode was. I'm sorry, today. Uh, so this is different now, okay, just to see how long I'll do this, because I just have to do something afterwards, which is, you know, stressing me a little bit out. But, anyways, construct your offer so it's like a miniature sales letter. It needs a headline, a little deck copy, a string of benefit-rich bullets that describe what the product is about and exactly what your prospects are going to get when they buy. Then give them a call to action where they can click and actually order your product or service. And with this being said, and I don't know, maybe I'll, I'll hang something onto it so that it's not that short, but... Uh, If not, I will see you the next time. I love you.